Start recording. Stop recording button. Hello to all of you beautiful nerds. I am back from cooking. Yep, I was working on cooking my very first stir-fried chicken and man, I'm exhausted. Thing was, it was supposed to be just a simple one with a few ingredients, but uh, Richard decided to add more stuff in it, including some stuff that his mom picked up at a farmer's market. So yeah, you can imagine how much it took, and plus I had to go up in sauce ingredients, so I'm hoping it tastes really good. So yep, now I'm waiting for the rice to cook in the rice cooker. Which is jasmine rice because I've been getting into more rice substitutions after having that scare back at the hospital. Uh, yeah. So to sorry, sorry. And on top of that, I had to fix a nail because I'm wearing press-ons right now this week. Yeah, I've been getting into them ever since I started, and not only that, I've been collecting them. Uh, yeah, I ended up getting a few sets from Ipsy, which they did do an Ipsy offer with a couple of sets. Um, which was a nice change, but now their offers have become... How can I say I'm bored with it? I'm sorry, it's just that... I, I don't know, it used to be so exciting, then some of them became boring. I almost thought about the Ivy Beauty contour kit, but I kind of feel like I already have a few, all thanks to Smashbox and Cover of it, Cover FX and a few others. So I'm like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> what can I do? Um... So, tonight's episode is basically about books I've been reading during the pandemic, well, during the summer of the pandemic, because back in May, yeah, like May or June, I did pick up a Kindle, and I've been enjoying it. I haven't touched it in a while because uh, a few books have caught my eye as on the Victor Reader stream. Uh, not only that, I was happy to get the Kindle in time for my first semester at UMass Boston, which is in a few weeks, which I'm excited about. I may have to start getting into student loans, which I don't want to, but it's a last resort. Who knows? Let's see what happens. But I am not giving up this master's degree because it is important to me and I am glad that with the variety of services for books we could turn to Amazon for Kindle and be able to read our books on different devices now and some of the books I've been reading either for review or for um what is it or just leisure and so on. So let's start off with what I've read on my Kindle so far. <coughs> so <coughs> let's start off with Molly Burke's book. It's not what it looks like. 
I wanted to read this book ever since I listened, uh, yeah, listened to uh, Molly's video on her recording it for Audible, and when I found out that it was going to be on Audible, I'm like, oh man, until I got my Kindle and went for an Audible membership. I am enjoying it. I haven't gotten any more books because I really want to read Gigi Gorgeous's books, uh, book He Said, She Said, because I, eh, well, to tell you the truth, having a trans friend uh, myself, I understand, I mean, I, <clears throat> I understand it could be hard, and Gigi Gorgeous is one of those people who went through a tough time in life. I also wanted to see her documentary on YouTube, but you had to uh, rent it somehow, and I never got a chance, so I'm going to be hoping to read that. But anyways, back to um, Molly's book. Since she has recognized Pigmentosa like I do, I got to read her struggles with it, and I could relate to her so much because being visually impaired myself, it is not easy, and especially when you have retinized pigmentosa, even with a really rare form of it, because my uh, strand is actually gave me not carpal tunnel, just no central vision, so yeah, it's not easy. Not easy. And yet, I had someone tell me they wish they were blind like me. I mean, if I told Molly about that, she would be like, what the heck? You know? Oh well. But it was a really good book, and I got to see a different side of Molly that we rarely get to see. And we get got to understand what she went through. Oh well. Sorry, guys. Uh, but anyways, good book. Next, uh, I forgot the title of it, but it's the first book in the uh, Dark Hunters in the uh, yeah the hunt the Dark Hunters series from uh, Lara Adrian, which is. Kind of a spin-off series to the Midnight Breed series because of, uh, during, <clears throat> how should I say this? During the Midnight Breed series, we got to see a lot of mutations from the, uh, the main vampire, the original, one of the Gen 1, Generation 1 vampires. Uh, which was known as Dragos, or and thing was the beginning of how Earth got vampires in this series is that aliens crashed onto Earth. Yes, aliens, blood-sucking aliens that also spark into flame. Uh, basically, um, ruled the world, essentially, and they went around and caused a lot of uh, death, especially to Atlanteans. 
yes, Atlantis was involved somehow, and it was interesting to see some of the past as we keep on reading. And one of one part of it was one of the sons of the original. Um, I think it was twelve. I think it was seven or ten or twelve of the ancients. What they called them. Uh, Luke and Thorn basically started a war against them, and one of them ended up surviving and was kept in a uh, a tomb outside of one in one country I forget I know I read the book more than once but anyways it basically caused Rio and his mate Dylan to meet and the, basically uh, the reason why they had to have uh, breed mates with this uh, rare birthmark which is a crescent moon with a teardrop in the bowl um is that they could only be able to pair with them due to uh, their bloodline and how compatible they are. So, yeah, and later on we got to see a part of the breed that was created by the son of Dragos. Uh, Yeah, and he ended up uh, breaking his dad out of this tomb and imprisoned him and did some awful things including to some breed mates that ended up being kidnapped and caused some offspring and they referred to them as the hunters uh, or the dark hunters and hunter yeah there's one of them that got called hunter because of this one little girl from uh, Veil of Midnight which is book 5 uh, they ended up meeting and he saw a premonition in her eyes. Yeah, that's another thing. The breedmates, breedmates have a special talent uh, born from their dad. Kind of like the breedmates uh, are able to pass their talent off to their sons. But some of these are actually female breed which you get to meet a little bit later, all thanks to Tess. Not Tess. Tavia. Tavia Fairchild. And I don't want to get into too much. If you're my age, around from like late 20s to mid 30s, this is, if you remember Twilight, this is more of a rated R to NC-17 adult version of Twilight. Very... And don't worry, they don't sparkle in sunlight. Like I said, they, they basically die in sunlight. So that's why they're called the Midnight Breed. Um, but anyways. So in this spinoff, we get to meet more of Hunter's uh, line. Which was created through labs where they in, where Drag- Son of Dragos impregnated some of the breedmates with his dad's cells and to build an army of uh, of these kind and apparently all thanks to Hunter being a lot more kinder he decided to help free them or at least find some of his own 
to, you know, fight back against what they were trained to do. Like, for instance, uh, what is it? Corin's uh, son, Nathan, actually is one of these hunters. And in book nine, they he and uh, Corin had to go and find him and brought him, brought him back to Boston. Or shall I say Maine, because some things happened in Boston. So, yeah, I kind of have... I kind of feel at home while reading these books because I was born in Boston, by the way. But anyways, in this first book, we get to meet one of the others, and he lives outside of Vegas on a ranch home, and he ends up meeting this breed mate that basically was, uh, lost her mom due to the head honcho of a casino, and the reason why he was trying to steal from him as revenge against him for his for her mom is to help take care of some runaway kids that she and her best friend have been taken care of taken care of and things went bad especially for the uh, for the friend and it, all I have to say, I kind of feel like I'm reading more of the earlier books. Uh, but, but at the same time, I could kind of see where the time skip kind of helped bring the story along. And it kind of shows at first, yeah, the, the uh, breed mates are kind of apprehensive when they meet one of the breed. But as the story goes on, they do fall in love and just end up with each other. I have not gotten a book two yet because I think it deals with one of the other breed, uh, breed members that, uh, like, I forgot the one that we met his name. He, uh, in the meeting one of his other own that worked for this really evil guy. Naomi's supposed to be stepdad or her mother's ex and at the end he uh, basically leaves to protect the uh, Naomi so yeah I will be reading the next book I'll find a way of getting that downloaded because I've been so busy preparing for for school and also other things Next up is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes which by Susan Collins, which is a prequel to The Hunger Games. <clears throat> I read all three Hunger Games books because I had a teacher back in my university days um, when I was doing my minor, was a huge, 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 huge fan of The Hunger Games. She was really obsessed. She's like, I wish I was Katniss right now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm like, okay. And I finally read the books back in 2016, and all I have to say, I don't see why she obsessed over it. The books are good, don't get me wrong, but I kind of feel like I'm reading real about high school which is an anime slash manga that was based off of 
more like I don't know which came first, Real Battle or was it Hunger Games? I don't know. But the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is actually a prequel to show how the capital became to be in the first book. How uh, the snows came up on top or how it started because basically rebels try to take over the capital and the snow family were basically poor before you saw what was going to start in Hunger Games number one. And this is... So basically you see the early days of the Hunger, Hunger Games where they start all the tributes. Um, they pick tri- even they even picked tributes that were weak and sick because one of the tributes had uh, what was it? Uh, really bad bronchitis or something. Or wait, no, it was TB, and she kept on coughing, and she ended up dying during the games herself. But they basically pick who's weak, but sometimes they also pick who's strong. And they tend to... And apparently they store them in the zoo. And things kind of went a little bit off because, for instance, one of Coriolanus's... Yeah, we get to meet Coriolanus Snow, who is basically the same snow that you would meet later on. And he ends up being mentor of the uh, Hunger Games to help attribute alongside with his uh, other classmates. And it is his senior project in order to get into the academy. Which is basically college in their world. And yeah, things went really bad. And not only that, he wanted to have his own tribute win, which is a girl who's kind of like their own version of the gypsies, uh, known as Lucy Snow. Not Lucy Snow. Lucy Gray, sorry. Lucy Gray, which she loves having pet snakes. And she tends to sing. And she's from District 12. Hint, hint. Uh, Katniss. So, yeah. A lot of things uh, take place during this uh, entire book. Like, he doesn't trust a lot of people around him. And he wants Lucy to win so bad, he tries to make it look like it's no big deal to cheat, but thing it's kind of a bit of a story of where he grows up at first being a poor soul in the uh, in the capital and then goes from there. It's interesting to see how the earlier version of the Hunger Games looked like because in in the oh sorry damn in the earlier version in the books as we know it uh the tributes were always were sent to a tower to stay in and uh to stay in and also were fed but in the early ones 
they were never fed. So now we could kind of see where everything changed and became what we knew of the Hunger Games in the trilogy, which are the Hunger Games, uh, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay. I would say take a read yourself. I'm thinking probably reread the Hunger Games again because uh, they kind of uh, give you a bit of a sneak peek in towards the end of this one of how it is and I guess it's trying to say hey if you haven't read the Hunger Games here you go and this is how it would link to each other which is pretty neat <clears throat> next is finally the book that we me and Richard have been waiting for actually no wait let me back up uh, before I do that one, uh, actually, I've been reading the Playful Bride series by Natalie Bowman. Not Natalie Bowman, Valerie Bowman. Sorry. Um, because I I do review books for NetGalley, and and uh, I ended up getting one of the books from this series, which is book eight. So I decided to read the books before it. Unfortunately, book here only has book seven on uh, onward, which I hate when that happens. So I had to purchase the books from the first uh, six books from Kindle. I am on book six at the moment, but so far so good. The series has been making me laugh and it's just cute. I mean, how the romance between characters kind of spark as they hang around with each other. I think my favorite one has to be, um, uh, the one where, um, uh, crap, I, The Accidental Countess, that's the one, which is book two. That one is a good one. And also, I think it was book four? Yeah, book four. Which has to deal with Cavendish and uh, Daphne, which is the sister-in-law to Cass. Uh, it was very funny because uh, she tries to go for this one guy, but the guy was posing to be on top of status because it, this series deals with women who become duchesses, countesses, and they're basically known for being ladies and try to be in society and they have their own coming out ceremonies as women. Like the first one, we meet Lucy, uh, who ends up meeting her husband <clears throat> and at first she was trying to hook her best friend Cass up with him instead of, but ends up hooking up with him in the end. Even though it was kind of, it was funny how she was trying to impress the queen though by wearing a humongous ball gown like, you know, those really big uh, dresses with all the petticoats and everything. And I'm like, wow. That takes a lot. But in the second one, Accidental Countess, <clears throat> Cass finally falls for the soldier that 
he was writing letters to for the longest time. Uh, and the next one, which deals with Jane, uh, their other friend who tries to be a blue stocking, as in their way of a spinster, but she ends up falling for Lucy's cousin. And I knew it that they would be perfect for each other. And fourth one, Daphne was married to Cavendish and tried to break it off, but she finally realizes that she loves him. And in the next one, it was uh, Cass's brother, I should say, was supposed to marry this one spoiled, <clears throat> vindictive uh, lady, but then falls for the sister. Right now I am reading uh, The Legendary Lord, which it deals with uh, one other character that ends up being friends with the ladies, and he tries not to fall for anybody until this one lady that was ends up missing, ends up in his hunting shack in a snowstorm. I need to keep on reading it, though. I'm really enjoying it. Now, next one. Wait. And this is... These books are what I read on the Victory Stream. Pumpkin Spice Peril, which is the next book in the Cupcake Murder Mysteries. All I have to say is, even though this continues the story of Mel and how her best friend, best friends Angie and Tate, who are married, try to have a kid, finally are having a kid. And she has to solve a mystery of her best friend, who's an artist that does glass sculpture, ends up dying as the uh, exhibit opens. And she's wondering, was her husband the one doing it? Since she always has been making her pumpkin spice cupcakes for months in order to prepare to help her alleviate the stress. But along the way, her husband notices that, well, the artist's husband noticed that he was not looking so well leading up to her final days. All I have to say, this book kind of felt like it was boring, and I kind of felt like it's it was not as uh, suspenseful as the books before it. I mean, even in Dying, Dying in Devil's Food, I kind of felt like uh, the whole entire idea of having someone die at their student reunion was mysterious, and they were trying to scribble Mel's name on the wall with lipstick, and it goes from there. This one, it kind of felt like it too easy, and I'm hoping if uh, uh, McLean, who's the one who's writing it, if she makes another one, I'm hoping it gets better. And I hope she doesn't have it come as boring. I mean, eh. I am glad for another entry, but next one, I'm hoping it's as good as Dying Death by Devil's Food. I think that was one. Sorry. 
But anyways, and finally, the book that we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for years from Jim Butcher to come out with Peace Talks. He finally released it back in July, and I am glad it's finally, finally here. And I got to read it. Richard got to read it. I got to finish it before he he got his copy on Amazon. So, we were like, oh man, this is better than Skin Game. I did not like Skin Game as much. I found this one is a little bit better, even though it feels like we're going to see what happens next in Battleground, which is supposed to be out next month, which is good that Jim Butcher is starting to pick up speed a little bit on Dresden Files, because the last time Skin Game was out, it was around 2015. Not 2015. I think, yeah, I think it was 20. No, late 2014. Yeah, late 2014 because Cold Days was out back in around 2012, I believe, or 2013. But anyways, I felt like he was starting to not be as interested as he was, but he's been doing a lot of things like going to conventions and promoting his stuff. This year, which I forgot to watch that video, was the 20th anniversary of Dressing Files. And glad that he finally celebrated it, and so glad that he finally released P-talk, uh, P-talk, Peace Talks. And I'm hoping what we'll see in Battleground, it'll, it'll be even a lot better. So, let's see what happens, and I'm still waiting on the next Aeronauts Windless. Thank you very much. So, I think that's about it for the books that I've been reading. Sorry, I'm also feeling hungry because of the stir-fry that I had to cook for an entire hour. So, right now I'm reading Disability Ability which is a book of short stories. I'm rereading Jane Eyre after years of not reading it for like over uh, let's see do, do, do. trying to do my mouth here 16 years have not read it since 2004 dang and i did read one called stick figure diary of my former life didn't want to trigger anybody because it is a book about someone going through anorexia which was kind of interesting to see how that happened with someone but hey what can you do but Anyways, I guess I'll leave it off with all that and court and hoping to read more books. So until next time, stay beautiful. At flag 31, 39, at flag, stop recording.